What is up, everybody? It is Justin Trees. It is Dan Keeper for another episode of Talking Football. No Austin today. He had a conflict. He will be back with us next week. But don't worry. This time, we do have his picks for this podcast. So that'll be great to be able to go over those as well. So first off, football season's great right now for me. Like, Utah's dominating. They're doing a really good job. We did lose Brent Keithy for the year, which hurts really badly, but love seeing that they're in the top 12. Again, they'll move up into the top 10 before they play uh, USC there. And then obviously the Jacks are two and one. I feel great about it. They have a very tough game against Philly. So that is going to be very intense. And then Dan, your team. Three three and and oh, The number one seed in the AFC, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Miami, which means it goes through the Miami sun. Uh, Yeah, man, it's great. We're going to talk about Miami a little bit later, but uh, I did not think we'd be here talking about Miami being 3-0, especially starting against the Patriots, Ravens, and the Bills. What What a time to be alive. What a time. And I'm starting to now, like, connect the dots and realizing Austin did not have a conflict. His team just went 0-2 this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Over the weekend. That's tough. Yeah, I, uh, that is tough. I, I big thought I was going to be sad, but I think I even said it last week on the podcast because uh, Wisconsin was going to be the sacrificial lamb this weekend to Ohio State, which was very true. It was really fun for uh, like a minute and 47 seconds, and then the Ohio State offense decided the game was over. And then uh, Sunday got the big surprise with the Miami beating Buffalo. So good weekend. For sure. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's do a quick recap of last week for us before we dive into this next week. So huge week for me. I ended up going eight and two in my bets and I finally hit us a three leg parlay. So feel very good about that. Proud to be the first one to do that for us. Austin goes seven and three another very respectable week, but somehow goes one and two in his three game parlay. So the ones that he loses are apparently the ones that he puts into his parlays. And then you go five and five, 500. We always say this, you're never going to complain about going 500 or 60% somewhere in that area. You did go two and one in your parlay. Um, So you got a little bit of catching up to do, but it's not undoable. Yeah. Like I said, we're still in the feeling out process. So uh, I'm waiting on that late season surge. Say, uh, percent you know five and five that's kind of like the minimum of where we like to be at so let's uh let's get hot we're starting to get a feel for things exactly and then for our talking football five the leg parlay we go four and one and the only one we miss is the over on the bills dolphins game which honestly kind of felt like it was going to hit early on and then like that's that third late third fourth quarter it just kind of everything died down so I, I hate it, but I loved it. It was obviously a bet I lost. Um, I was on my card, so hand up. That's my B. We'll talk about that later. The, we'll defer to you on the parlay this week because I, I lost it for us. But, yeah, Miami, they won because the over didn't hit. They had multiple goal line stands, a uh, tipped field goal. You know, like, So my team won because basically the under hit, but I also lost the bet. So I can't I'm, – I'm, I'm not too mad about it. I'm, you can't, I'm fine you with can't it. Be mad. And honestly, you and Austin both had that. So it's not like yeah. it's the end of the world. So you, you guys right. combined said that like that was it. So yeah, it was on, good. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll uh, change the record. It was only on Austin's card. It was completely Austin's fault. Um, Austin's yes. disagree. Okay, perfect. So yeah, that's uh, that's on Austin, everybody. That is. Um, 
I will say Austin got extremely lucky because we did, we talked about how the whole money line thing at, right? Like we're only doing money line now. If it's basically like, what do we decide? Four points or less moving forward. Um, he took money line Clemson. That was minus seven. And of course they went by six. So us giving him money line actually gave him that win. So you're welcome, bud. You're welcome is what we're getting at. Um, but let's move on. We are down to college football week five, NFL week four, we got another 10 games going on for each of us. Let's just dive right into it. <clears throat> um, I'll start us off. I'm going to take an over to start us off here in college. I'm going to take the over 53 for the Cal Washington game. Both of these offenses can put up points if need be. Um, their defenses can be pretty solid, but like I've watched, I've actually watched a fair amount of Cal this year, which is interesting. I mean, obviously they're in the Pac-12, but for some reason I've just ended up turning Cal games on. I know one of them was because of the uh, Notre Dame game, and then there's just been – what was the other – who did they play last week? Because I've watched that game, and I can't – oh, Arizona. They played Arizona. Um, that's why. Um, so both of these offenses are putting up exactly 30 points a game. Um, and then both of these – actually, <laughs> both of these defenses are actually putting up – 20.5 and I'm sorry I said Washington it's Washington State I'm sorry I little typo there um but anyways almost identical actually they are identical 30 points a game of offense only 20.5 given up I think that both of these offenses are going to be able to put up points Washington State's offense has shown that they can put up yards I mean both of them are putting up over 370 yards Cal's actually putting up 420 which is insane um so give me the 50 over 53. I think that's a low number for offenses that can go off at any moment. Yeah. Hey, I really like that. Uh, uh, for my first, I'm going to bring back old friend of the pod. Last year we wrote them. We're back. We're going to take the UTSA university of Texas, San Antonio row runners as a three and a half in favorite going to mid Tennessee state. Listen, this all comes down to the road runners offense. Okay. I I think they're great. They've been awesome all year. Uh, Harris at QB, Brady at tailback. Franklin is probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in college football. They've been rolling. Uh, they came up short against Texas, but I think for a you know D5 program, that says a lot. Now playing against Mid-Tennessee State, who I think is one of the poorer performing teams in the country right now. So, yeah, three and a half, give me UTSA. Next game. I'm taking Mississippi State at home as a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Texas A&M. I think this is a line that you can get early in the week. I expect it to move quite a bit later in the week towards Mississippi State. Texas A&M had a two-man offense of Devin Achain and Anaya Smith. Anaya Smith went down for the year. This becomes a one-man offense, okay? So we're going to key in on Smith, and then that's going to be it. Or I'm sorry, keen on on a chain, and then that's going to be it. So I think Mississippi State wins here. Could be even a big win, a three and a half. I'll take Mississippi State. I like it. I like it. All right, moving on to my next one. I have Western Kentucky. I've been riding Western Kentucky this year, man. This is my third time betting. I'm two and zero so far. Um, I'm taking them at minus five versus Troy. So they're at home. Uh, this line has actually moved down in my favor. So when I did this two days ago when I started making my card, it was minus six. And now it's down to minus five. It dropped to minus five and a half yesterday. It actually makes me wonder if I'm missing something, if I'm missing some sort of injury or something, but um, I like it because it's going in my favor here, but Western Kentucky, I love their offense. Like 
Austin Reed is just a stud. I love that he can run and pass 14 touchdowns, only three interceptions. They show that they can put up points against, um, you know, big 10 teams in Indiana. They can put up points against lesser teams, you know, Austin pay Hawaii, FIU. Uh, I think Troy falls into that realm. Troy is two and two. I think that they, so they barely beat Marshall. They barely lost to App State, and then they have a blowout loss to Ole Miss, and then they beat Alabama A&M. But that Troy-Appalachian State game is a big rivalry that, like, not a lot of people talk about. So I'm not, I'm kind of throwing that one out of the way because rivalry games just can be crazy. But I feel good about this. I think that Western Kentucky is going to throw up and down the field on them. So give me Western Kentucky at minus five. My next game, this one – this one's got me worried a little bit because there are reports that there are some players that are going to be sitting out for Georgia, um, but I'm still going to take it after a much closer game than it should have been last week against Kent State. Uh, I'm going to take Georgia at minus 28. Um, I think that they get back on, you know, get back on it and say, hey, we got to win big. We got teams that are like getting, you know, catching up to us. You have Ohio State that's catching up to us in votes. You have Alabama. I mean, at this point, you have my Tennessee volunteers catching up to you. Like there are a lot of things that Georgia wants to hold that number one spot for the whole year. You're going to have to beat SEC teams by over 30. So give me Georgia minus 28. Yeah, hey, that was a game I looked at and got very scared of. Like you said, uh, Georgia potentially missing players. And Georgia, what happened last week? You know, all of a sudden, it was a team that you could score on. And Georgia's had this defense the last, what, 18 months that's been unstoppable. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that one was almost on my card, and I, it, I got scared off. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not scared to admit it. I'm going to roll my next game. We're going to get the dogs in here. All right. A three point dog. University of Kansas is a small school, small school, right? When I think of Kansas, the University of Kansas, I think football. How great is it that Kansas is? I can't even say back. Like Kansas is, it's just Kansas is now, right? I love Kansas. Uh, I started Jalen Daniels as a uh, in fantasy football this weekend. Boston knows uh, I'm now very high on them. Hey. 4-0 4-0 against the spread. 4-0, folks. They play at Iowa. They play at Iowa State, who's three and who's out, uh, excuse me, three and one overall, four and uh, two and two against the spread. And I think it's time. I think this is now that we're starting Big 12 schedule play. This is where Kansas gets to announce itself. Like, yeah, we have more wins already this season than we've had like the last four seasons combined. This is the earliest they've ever had three wins in a season ever. And now they get to be that team in the Big 12. And if you're looking to be the team in the Big 12, Iowa State is one of those teams that has always been consistent. They're always just kind of there. If Oklahoma, if Texas has a misstep, Iowa State sneaks in to the championship, right? So I like Kansas, three-point dog at Iowa State. Excuse me, hosting Iowa State. So a little bit of home cooking, statement game, three points, dog, let's ride. My next game is uh, probably one of the trap games of the weekend. We have Kentucky going to Ole Miss. Kentucky as a six-and-a-half-point dog. I'm taking Kentucky. I love Ole Miss. You know, listeners know, I hate betting against Lane Kiffin because he's so damn fun. Ole Miss is rocking the real tree camo blue helmets this weekend, which are sweet. This just smells like an upset. It smells like a dog. 
it absolutely smells like a dog, which is hey, number seven team in the country as a dog against number 14 team in the country. Everything about this feels weird. So on that, give me the dog. Give me Kentucky at six and a half points at Ole Miss. I'm I'm surprised by this pick by you. I thought you were gonna take Ole Miss when I, saw I wanted this. to so bad. Yeah. And maybe yeah. I'm in my own head. I don't know, but I'm just ah, I'm riding with Will Levis. It's it's when it comes down to give me the points and the quarterback that I think is better. So yeah. I like so, Kentucky. For the record, I also like this. And I, I was, I almost put this on my board because I think Kentucky can stop the run. They're going to force Jackson dart to throw and Jackson darts our guy, right? Like we've had mm-hmm. people come on um, our podcast and talk about Jackson dart. And obviously he's a local kid for me. Um, big fan of him, but he really hasn't shown the consistency so far this year that I was hoping for. I still think that he will overall in the course of his career, but so far he has not. Right. Well, I think that, you know, and we talked about this this weekend when I said, Hey, did you know that Ole Miss is number seven in the country rushing? And it's like, yeah, well, Lane knows, you know, he knows his players. And I feel like that it's a training wheels scenario for Jackson Hart so far. So maybe yeah. this is the week that they have to open it up and he gets to you know announce himself. But I think playing the odds, at six and a half points is just too much, too much yeah. in a, that big of a ranked matchup. That's fair. That is fair. All right. My next one. This game is shocking to me, folks. Shocking. How is Nebraska six and a half point favorites in any against game? anybody against <laughs> anybody, but let alone Indiana, a three and one Indiana team who's, who's only lost to, to last week was Cincinnati who Cincinnati is a good team like I think Indiana is a very good team like I went into this game like looking for this matchup thinking it would be Indiana favored by seven and I was going to consider it so um, give me Indiana I love this passing game I love the rushing game I think the defense is tough Nebraska like did everybody just forget because they had a buy last week like how bad Nebraska actually is like Folks, they are, they're like all time bad. And of course, now that I'm talking all this shit, they're going to end up finding a way to win this game. Um, but even if they do find a way to win this game, they're not winning by a touchdown. So give me Indiana on the road, plus six and a half. Let's ride on that one. Um, next one. One of my favorite bets of the week, actually. Um, it's a big 12 matchup. We have Oklahoma State versus Baylor at Baylor. I think Okie State's a very, very good team. Like, well-deserving of that top 10 ranking. Their defense, also pretty good. So is, actually, Baylor's been a little bit better on defense than I actually originally thought as well, looking at this. Um, But I'm going to take the under 29.5 point team total for Baylor. So this is actually the first time we've made a bet like this on this pod, so just wanted to make sure everybody's aware. When I say team total, I mean Baylor is at... Are they going to score 30 points because it's 29 and a half? So are they going to score 30 points or less than 30 points, basically? And I'm saying they are not going to score 30 points against Okie State. So it does not matter who wins this game. There is no spread. There is no over-under team like on the whole game. It is just an over-under basically on Baylor itself. So give me um, Baylor under 29 and a half. Yeah, hey, I... I love that we're going to do that now. So uh, next week, look for some of those on my card. Anyway, anytime we can introduce something new to the show, be like, oh yeah, this is a this is a bet you can make. Absolutely, so we're going to make that bet. So uh, I like to pick Baylor there. Do uh, like the anytime you have a Dave Miranda defense like Baylor does, I'm going to be a big fan of that. Uh, so good pick in that matchup. My last pick, I went short here on the college card. 
is I'm going with the over in Cincinnati and Tulsa. Little D5 action here. Justin, have you looked at the line of the spread and the over-under on this game? I mean, I like, do like the, have... the, 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 like the trends, excuse me. Oh, no, I've not looked at the trends, no. Okay, so the, the spread, it looks like somebody that is a like me during the fourth quarter of Dolphins game. It is everywhere. It's like a crazy heartbeat. Meanwhile, the over-under has been steady. It's actually, it got up to 61, and now it's back down to 60. So it seems like Vegas is doing a little market play there. I like this game. I think the Cincinnati offense is very, very underrated. After they lost Desmond Ritter after, you know, and company lost Jerome Ford. They've done a really nice job of putting it back together to run this thing back. I think they're the favorite in the conference currently. And Tulsa scoring too. So there's two teams that can score. I think this is good, has shootout written all over it. We're maybe at halftime, we're sitting at like 28 you know, which isn't bad for a 60 over under. And then in the second half, things explode. And you have one of those fourth quarters where it's like, oh my God, all of a sudden, this is a 42-48 ball game. You know, something like that, 42-45. So I like the over here. I know you got it on your card, so I won't talk too much about it. And uh, you go ahead. Yeah, I also have the over 60 points. I mean, these both these offenses averaging over 39 points a game. Neither of these offenses are like really fantastic. Cincinnati's all right. Like they're they're not allowing a ton of yards. It's only like 310 or something like that. And only about 21 points a game, but like Tulsa's defense is garbage. Like it's averaging, like giving up 32 points a game. I, I truly believe that Cincinnati is going to be putting up over 45 by themselves. Yep. Like I I, I, I know that you kind of just said this as well, but I, I kind of envision this being a 45, 35 game is like what I envisioned this being when it's all said and done, which is well over the 60s. So um, I also took the Cincy Tulsa game. So we're, we're on that. And then my next one is I'm taking the over 40 and a half on the Clemson NC state game. Huge, huge matchup for the ACC this weekend, which is going to be fantastic. Um, yes. Does do the two defenses scare you a little bit that this could be a low scoring game? It does, but like, DJ and Shipley and the whole Clemson offense is actually kind of rolling a little bit. I know like we talked about it. So in our dynasty or not our dynasty, like sorry, our college football fantasy league, I took DJ super late, like the second, the last round. And I was like, you ready for this pick? And you were like, Oh, that's disgusting. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to bet on the talent of like former number one overall recruit, so on and so forth. And you're like, ah, I, I can see that argument. He's been unreal this year. Over a thousand passing yards, ten touchdowns, one interception. Um, I don't have the his rushing stats, but he has a fair amount of rushing yards as well. Um, so he's actually been very good. So I kind of envision this being a. I kind of envision this being like ten to seven at halftime. Like it's pretty sure. low scoring, but then in the second half they both teams put up fourteen points, and that'll get you basically over the forty. Do you feel like the pressure or the um, what we expected DJ to be just kind of isn't fair? I feel like he was put on this Deshaun Watson, this Trevor Lawrence pedestal as a Clemson quarterback, and that's not his game. I understand, you know, yeah. he was hot there, like in relief roles, well, you know, early in his career, and it just seems like we we set the stage or the bar too high for this kid, and he's not a bad quarterback. But, I mean, you know, he's not going to be a number one overall pick in the NFL draft either. So, I just feel like the, you know, we need to make an adjustment on what we think of DJ. Yeah, uh, totally agree there. Um, and, again, you kind of brought up a good point um, with 
uh, his relief duties, right? When Trevor Lawrence had COVID and he came in and played and he played unreal, like that, that kind of hurt him a little bit in the sense. Um, and they do have, what's his name? Cade uh, Klubinick. Klubinick. I can't, sorry. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. We'll get it. Hey, hey, it's okay. We'll, we'll get it in a couple of years. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get it in his a name couple right. of years. Yeah. In a couple of years, but he was like one of the top recruits this year and he's sitting there behind DJ and a lot of people were calling for him, especially after week one, when DJ didn't play great. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out there. Um, yeah, I'm just going to take the over, I guess is what I'm getting at here. Like, I just like, I feel, I feel well, like it's a, it's a low over under. It's a low over under. It's a rival game. Um, I think Clemson's offense can put up, you know, Clemson's offense has played a pretty, like not the easiest schedule, but not like the hardest schedule either. But like the, both of these offenses are putting up over 35 points. Yes. I also understand like NC state's only giving up like 11 points a game on defense. So, but like, I trust Clemson's offense is going to be able to put up points. And if they are NC state's going to have to just try to keep up. So give me the over there. Um, let's try and give Austin's card real quick. So I had seven. If you guys did not notice there, I went seven and three Dan sticking to the five and five. Um, Austin is also going seven and three this, this week on the, on the college side. So let's just give his cards real quick. Um, He's taking Michigan at minus 11 versus Iowa. He's taking Arkansas plus 17 at Alabama. Thought that was an interesting pick. Um, he's taking the over Okie State Baylor 56. That kind of almost goes against my under 29 and a half, given you can still hit that even with me hitting the under, but uh, we'll see who wins that. He did beat me on the NC uh, the NC Notre Dame game last last week, so we have that. Uh, Wake Forest plus seven versus Florida State. I like that. I almost took the over on this game as well. I, so when I was going through and I was looking at the games, I was like, "Oh my god, that is so fun!" I, what's the over in that game? And I want to like say it was 66. Is that all? But even that, it, just, it felt it felt high. Yeah. I was like, I really wanted that at like 59 and a half, 60, like the Cincinnati game, then it would have jumped all over it. Yeah. But if yeah. I think if these lines were flipped, if the Cincinnati game was 60, you know, was 66 and Wake was 60, we would have taken Wake Florida State 100%. over. But I mean, like it just, so it, it sucks. But yeah, that's going to be a, if you like offense, that's going to be a really fun game. Jordan Travis, I mean, finally, like it seems like he's really, yeah. you know, matured into that offense. So I, I'm excited about that. Game. It's fun to be a Florida State fan right now. It really is totally. Uh, okay. And then we got over 54 and a half in the Georgia Mizzou game. So that kind of matches with my uh, minus 28 of Georgia. I like that. Uh, Austin also took the over 40 and a half NC state versus Clemson. So with me, and then he is taking the over 45 and a half LSU at Auburn game. So little sec action there for the over looking for a high scoring game there. So that is Austin's card for college. We will get into his card for NFL after we go over ours. Dan, you have more uh, NFL, so I'll let you start us off here. Yeah, I'm going to do a double dip right off the bat, Justin. Uh, first game, and we talked about this pre-show, I told you to bring it up, Miami plus four going to Cincinnati. Thursday night football, Eagles are wearing the white Tiger uniforms. Miami – is playing like the best team in football right now. And I was kind of hesitant to say that, but I don't see how you can argue with it. They just had the played the bills in Miami, no matter what you think about the sun and the injuries on defense, Josh Allen, the offense were still healthy. The bills had 96 plays of offense 
and scored 17 points. Think about that. 96 plays of offense and scored 17 points. This Miami defense is very, very, very good. It's a throwback Patriots-style defense where you bend but don't break. Goal line stands, doing the little things. I love it. I I think that they can slow down. And, hey, a lot of those yards were because Josh Allen went superhuman. And with Emmanuel Ogba and Jalen Phillips hanging off him, he was able to either run around or still get a pass off. Joe Burrow, as talented and phenomenal as Joe Burrow is, he is not mobile. He is not the athlete that Josh Allen is. So I expect the pass rush to get Joe Burrow like it has all year. And I think it's going to be a long night for Cincinnati. This feels like a trap because there's no way Miami shouldn't be favored, in my opinion. We're going to ride. We're taking Miami as a four-point dog on Thursday Night Football. Here we go. I don't know. I think the line could be because of the Tua injury. The uh, I mean the ankle and back injury, uh, not a concussion according to the Dolphins. We'll see how many draft picks we lose because of that. My next game is the Detroit and Seattle game. We got Detroit is a four and a half point dog hosting Seattle. I don't think Seattle's very good. I I, I just straight up don't. Uh, I think the we as a public have the taste from week one in our mouth where they beat the Broncos, right? And we're like, oh, well, they can't be bad because the Broncos are supposed to be good. Well, the Broncos are bad, and so is Seattle. Detroit is a team that needs to learn how to win. I could totally see them losing by three points. And as a four-and-a-half-point dog, I love it. I could also see Detroit winning outright. If you like the, if you like Detroit, take the money line because I could see it happening. Uh, I know Amon Ross St. Brown's going to miss. I know DeAndre Swift is going to miss. They have plenty of weapons. This is going to be a fun DJ Chark week in DFS if you're into that. And uh, I don't think – uh, going from Jay Willie down to, or from Swift down to Jay Willie, is that massive of a drop off? I think Craig Reynolds probably gets some work and does just fine. Uh, so yeah, I like Detroit as a four and a half point dog here hosting Seattle. Uh, love it. I actually almost considered that game as well. Uh, next game, um, I love how somebody loves to fuck with my uh, little spreadsheet there. You guys are hilarious. Whoever that was, I don't know if that was you or Austin, but um, that was that was me. I love it. Um, okay, I'm going to take the Rams at plus two versus the Niners on Monday Night Football. And I know this goes against everything that, like, Shanahan kind of owns, like, McVeigh type thing. Um, one, I think they kind of got that, you know, off his back after they beat him in the playoffs. And, like, the Niners are just so beat up right now. And maybe that's a trap game. But, um, but then – We'll see. So I think that like, I think the Rams are going to find a way to win that game. And obviously with them being unfavored, we go with that. Uh, the next game is I'm going to take the over um, and I'm going to take the over on the bills and Ravens at 52. This game is way, way too low. Like these, both of these offenses are unreal and our love for Lamar Jackson this year is showing off. He, for the record, he is the MVP so far in this season. Like I know that Jalen Hurts oh. is right there as well, but I think that Lamar Jackson is that. And yes, I'm the one that took him for MVP. You took for offensive player of the year, if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. So I mean, All right. but but again, you, you honestly you might be right. Cause like and given I know we we're literally still in September, but like if it ended now, they would give it to Jalen Hurts and Lamar would be offensive player of the year. So honestly, you'd probably be right as of now, but um, it's all that matters. Um, But both of these offenses are putting up 30 points. Like both of these defenses and defensive backfields, like 
their their DBs are beat up on both sides of the ball. And I think both offenses are going to be able to put up points. 52, way too low. I love this. Love this game. Yeah, I think that's going to be – is that a noon game? Uh, this is, yes. Yeah, I don't know. What, that should be the primetime game. Like, I don't even know what the 7.30 game is, but that should be the primetime game. It's Kansas City, it's Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Yeah, okay, that should, that should be a noon game that gets buried somewhere, and Baltimore Bills should be the primetime game. I, I, I'm sorry, it just, it just is. Uh, my next two games, I have the Colts at home as a three-and-a-half favorite against Tennessee. If you can get this at three points anywhere at any time, smash the shit out of it. Uh, Three-and-a-half does scare me. I think the Colts are starting to figure things out. I do. I think that, you know, they're like, oh, we should just maybe give the ball to Jonathan Taylor because he's awesome. And with Michael Pittman healthy, Matt Ryan is serviceable to serviceable plus a quarterback. On the other side, I think Tennessee's still lost. I just feel like this roster with the injuries, Taylor Lewan, everything else, it's just not good right now. They're starting to use trail more, which is nice. His snap count this week got up into the 60 range uh, versus the 30s. It was the first two weeks of the season. But still, I think the Colts here early season had done at home as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. My next game felt gross the entire time. It did, but I think it's going to hit. And that's the over for the Jets and Pittsburgh at 40-and-a-half. So this is a low over-under. Listen. The Jets defense is bad. I think the Pittsburgh offense isn't good, but it's still good enough to score against the Jets. The Pittsburgh defense is okay now. It used to be good. TJ Watt got hurt, and now they're okay. Zach Wilson comes back, and I think his mobility, he's going to hes gonna want to prove something this game. Joe Flacco has low-key balled out without Zach Wilson. So I think this is going to be a Zach Wilson comeback. Hey, guys, this is my game, my team. Let's get it done. Please throw the ball to Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. They're good. Feed them, Zach. And even the running game, uh, you know, with uh, Brees Hall and Michael Carter, I think they can get a lot done. So at 40 and a half, yeah, I like the over here for Jets Pittsburgh. Yeah, I also love that. Um, all right, and my last one is I have the over on Jacksonville Philly. You said that the Bills-Ravens game should be the primetime game. I'm saying Jacksonville Philly should be the primetime game. <laughs> Because let's go. Let's go. Um, both of these offenses are putting up massive points. Uh, I do think both of these defenses are pretty tough, but I think that when it's all said and done, um, honestly, and like I've been joking around with you guys about like how good the Jags are. And I, I actually do think they're very good. I do think Philly wins this game. And I do think Jalen Hurts mobility kind of causes issues for this Jaguars defensive um defensive line even though they're fantastic they do kind of get upfield more and they don't like closing the pocket and i think that's just a recipe for disaster for a guy like hurts um so i could actually see this being like a 35 24 game or something like that for for philly so um mm-hmm. obviously hoping hoping the jacks pull this out but i could see that being an issue if they if they can contain him then I'm, it's a whole different ballgame. I was going to say, I think this is a Devin Lloyd QB spy game where you just tell Devin to just follow around Jalen Hurts, which sucks God, because, so. you know, because Devin Lloyd's, you know, phenomenal in coverage and in the box, everything. But I think this is a game where, you know, you just need to do like you do that with Lamar, right? You do that. You used to yeah. do it with Michael Vick, right? When you have a mobile quarterback, even McNabb a little bit, if there's a mobile quarterback on the other side, you need to just like pick one of your defenders and say him. The Chargers did it in the playoffs against the Ravens, Lamar's rookie. Where they're like, Derwin James, that's Lamar Jackson. 
do not let him cross that line. And it worked. So I think Devin Lloyd is that type of athlete for a Jalen Hurts to get that done. So that'll be a, yeah, that's going to be a good game. I'm going to, I'm going to use a little Sunday ticket. We're going to get that one. Is that by some chance a three o'clock game? No, it's the morning game. I hate that the stop putting all the good games at noon because there's like eight games at noon and then three at three o'clock and the three o'clock games always suck. Yeah. It's always like Cardinals versus, it's fine because I went to this game, but it's like Cardinals versus Raiders and that ended up being a great game, but like that type of game where you're like, nobody's really, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, All right. My final game is, uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So my final game on get this week is Cleveland as a one and a half point favorite against Atlanta. This is another game that almost seems too good to be true. It seems like this line should be three and a half or four in favor of Cleveland. I think Nick Chubb is just going to go absolutely ballistic in this game. Just off King. So that's, that's the entire breakdown folks. Nick Chubb Atlanta's not going to be able to stop him. No, they're not. They really are not. All right, cool. And then Austin, we have your picks. Under 47 on the Thursday night Miami Bengal game. Um, Dolphins versus Bengals. So all of a sudden now we're using city names, names and, and cities and, and yeah. team names. Uh, yeah, but on this one we're not. And that is the Jets at plus three versus the Steelers. And then we have the Cardinals one and a half versus the Panthers. Plus one and a half. Sorry, I should be clear there. Plus one and a half. Dog in Carolina. Uh, one game he had, but then he removed that he wanted us to talk about a little bit was the under 40 points on the Packers versus Patriots game. Um, I don't hate it, honestly. I know it's a super low number, but no Mac Jones. What is Hoyer going to do? Packers defense is solid. Patriots defense is good against the run. Like you, I easily could see this being like a 17, 10 final score. So I bill, Bill, Bill Belichick, listen, I know avid listener, friend of the pod, come on anytime you want. I know you're not big on interviews, but whenever you're free, man, come on. Play Bailey Zappi. I mean, dude, play Bailey Zappi. I mean, nobody nobody wants to watch Brian Hoyer, okay? Nobody. I mean, probably two people in the country, just me and my fellow sicko, Justin Treese, want to watch Bailey Zappi. But that would make this game so much more fun. It's funny, Justin, because I actually texted you about this game yesterday. I said, you know, it's a weird game because the Packers run so much of their offense through their backs in AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, and the Patriots are really, really good against the run and in the box, vice versa. Green Bay defense is not so good against the run and really good against the pass. So the new England running back should eat, even though they haven't this year. And the green Bay wide receivers should eat, even though they really haven't this year outside of uh, Romeo Dobbs last week. So I think this is a really cool matchup and we're going to see a lot of, we're going to learn a lot about both teams, even though with Mac Jones gone, you would think that green Bay is just going to load the box. So I don't know. I I just want to see Bailey Zappi. I think that'd be really fun. Like at least give you something to watch for when new England's offense is on the field. No, totally agree with that. Over. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say over under, if I just said it for you, 36. Now, 35 and a half rushing plays for the Patriots over under. You think so? You think both? I think, yeah. I I know that's just rushes. I think total touches, I bet Stevenson and Harris both average 20 touches apiece. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So For sure. 
Um, another game that I did not put on, and it is the Kansas City Tampa game. Who knows what's going to happen with the hurricane hurricane in going on in Florida and in Tampa. Thoughts and prayers to everybody. Hope everybody's being as safe as you possibly can. First off, um, but like, what's going to happen there? And like, if they end up moving it, like moving, there's been talking about like moving it to what, like Minnesota and whatnot. So like, it would be interesting to see that. But Kansas City is favored, and I saw some stat yesterday that was insane. That Brady is like has only been a dog like something like forty eight times in his career, folks. He's played like over three hundred fifty games. I actually think that's high. Like, seriously, like, 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 I think 48 times in 12 years, that's four times a year. I think that's high. Like, I'm actually surprised it's that high. But, like, think about all the playoff games, though. Oh, okay, so it's not just regular season? No, this is this is in his entire career. Okay, I thought, like, if you just said regular season, which is what I thought, you know, like, I thought that number yeah. would be low, lower. Right, yeah. But I mean, so, even in the playoffs, I mean, how many, you know, they're always good. And then they yeah. get the, you know, by the time, even in games, they weren't good. You know, when they were nine and seven, 10 and six, you know, sneaking into the playoffs, you know, they were still, you know, Wolves, Tom Brady. Yeah. But like, even I know like he had fantastic, even, you know, his first year and stuff, leading them to, you know, the Super Bowl and stuff like that. But like, everybody didn't really still believe in him the first like two, maybe three years there. And then they went through that weird stretch of like actually not winning a lot like I shouldn't say they were winning a lot but they like weren't winning Super Bowls and stuff like that right like there was it was the time where everybody's like is Brady done <laughs> like when he was like 35 right and now which 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 time so like, I mean <laughs> yeah exactly right so like um where it could be like you know I could like early on in his career could see you know six seven games in a row where he could have been um underdogs but anyways point is like super low number but like out of those times he's won of course He's outright won like 30 of those 45 times or whatever it is. And he's covered the spread something like 38 of those 45 times. So it's hard to, so I almost took Tampa Bay, even though I think Kansas City is the far better team, but like just data shows like don't go against Brady in those situations. Sure. Yeah. That's going to be a, I mean, that that would be a really good three o'clock game because then there'd be one game that you cared about at three o'clock and then yeah, either move Jacksonville Philly to Sunday night or Bill's Ravens. Yeah, exactly. There we go, folks. Um, All right, let's go over to our three leg parlays. Um, Once again, I'm trying to start a little heater here since I hit last week, I'm going to take the Baylor under 30 team total points. I know I said this game makes me nervous, but like, that's what, that's what wins these three legs. I had a game last week that made me nervous. I'm going to take Georgia at minus 28 against Missouri. And I will take, the LA Rams plus two versus the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. And I am doing a three leg, three day parlay, starting off with Friday night, UTSA three and a half point favorite going to mid Tennessee state check Friday, Saturday. We have the over of Cincinnati and Tulsa at 60. And then Sunday for your grand finale of the three leg parlay. Cleveland as one and a half point favorite going to Atlanta. Love it. Love it. Uh, Go ahead. Austin's, give us I was going to say, yeah, I was, yeah. Hey, just uh, Austin's three leg is he has the over 45 and a half for LSU and Auburn wake as a seven point dog or no, that should be favorite. Is wake really a dog against Florida state? All right. Wake as a seven point dog against Florida state. And then the Jets as a three point dog against the Steelers. 
Love it. Okay. Now let's get on to this five legger. I know we're going to hit this week. I feel it. We just, we changed our philosophy last week and look at us. We were literally like two drives away from having it. So um, we were the I sun. Was, we, were, we were the sun away. We were, we the, were the sun. Away. We were a sun away. Um, so I love the over 52 for the bills Ravens. Like I have to have okay. that in here. So All I'm right. going to add that in. one in here. Okay. Where, where are you at for yours? Oh, okay. So I, mm, I, I think Mississippi state three and a half, you know, I hate three and a half point lines. Yeah. Maybe go Kansas instead. I'll let you pick between Kansas and Mississippi state. So I, I think they're it. close for me. Like, I, I, I like, I think, I think Texas A&M's offense is really going to slow down and they weren't like yes. gang, gangbusters to begin with. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's just put a Mississippi State. Okay, good. Cause that's what I was going to lean towards. Cause I admittedly, I've, I've only watched Iowa State for like 10 plays this year. So, like, I, I didn't want to like have a say in that one. Um, all right. So, moving on over to Austin's Austin card here. I have one that I particularly think is good. And I think you do too. Cause I think you said that you thought about taking it. Is it. NFL or NFL? Is it Cardinals Panthers? It is Cardinals Panthers. Okay, yeah, I I like that. Feels like a rat. Like Cardinals should be favored in that game. Yeah, I think the the Panthers are like a fraudulent team right now. Like they are not a. I think one and two maybe. But they should be zero and three. So here's my thing with the Panthers, folks. I thought about this today. Like. They have a real shot, like, of being the number one overall pick. And, like, if, think about if this team got CJ, like, Stroud, right? You know what's, you know what's funny? Like, not to interrupt your thought, but, like, remember how excited everybody was about Baker Mayfield going to Carolina? Or like, oh, my God, this could be a wild card team. Yeah. And then you see him, like, and they're like, oh, shit, they're still He's coached so by Matt Rule, and Ben Macapupu is still their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Like then they still don't throw to DJ Moore. I'm so glad that we've once again been excited that DJ Moore has a quarterback just for him to only get six targets a game. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. <laughs> Me too. I was, I was super high on DJ Moore this year. Um, and I, and he'll find a way to turn it around because he's DJ Moore. I truly believe that, but like, yeah, it's been a very disappointing first, you know, three weeks of the season. Uh, but like, they're just so bad and Baker's so bad. And I could, but they're not like, like Carolina shouldn't be bad. The defense is good. They're young. They're good. Brian Burns, Jeremy, like there's dudes on that team, JC, but they're just bad, but they're they're bad. bad. (laughs) I just pisses me off. Like I'm agree. If there's any, if there's any Panthers fans out there, please like at the talking account, Dustin Austin, myself, and just, you gotta be going through it. And I feel so bad for you. Like, like this is a prime, like, and I'll just say this, like, this is a prime next off season. You guys have like, a top five pick. You guys get your quarterback and you go and hire Byron Leftwich. Like that is what yeah. this is. And then done. Could you have your like, playoff look, team? Look what it he is. does for Leonard Fournette, what he could do with Christian McCaffrey. Look what he does with Chris Godlin, what he could do with DJ Moore, right? Like it, like it is a perfect scenario. He knows that division inside and out with being in Tampa Bay. I actually love the fit. Byron Leftwich and a new quarterback. Let's call it CJ Shroud. Let's call it 
whoever you want really and just go there so okay there we go yeah absolutely here for that so like Colonels or uh, sorry Panthers fire Matt Rule promote McAdoo and then you ensure getting the number one overall pick yes exactly. I, I think it's it's very simple Love it. Love it. All right. Next game. You actually took this on your three leg parlay, but I love it. And I didn't take it on mine because I wanted it for the five leg parlay. Um, and so I know we're trying not to like double up too much, but I think we need to on this one. I love the Cincy Tulsa over 60. Yep. I just, yeah, I'm here for that. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to watch that game. I'm excited for that. I'm surprised nobody touched the Saints Vikings game, the London game. Do we want to mention that? It scares me because yeah. it's Kirk It's Kirk in a primetime slot, but it's not night primetime slot. And I don't no. know if Jameis Winston's playing. Alvin Kamara is not healthy. It's very clear he's not healthy. So that game scares me, but I think we should mention it because it is a, you know, 8.30 kickoff my time. So like 6.30 kickoff your time? 730? 7.30. 7.30. 7.30, yeah. I love the London games because it's pancake and football. And it's like my favorite thing. So, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't touch it because of the whole Jameis Winston stuff, right? I just don't know if he's right. playing or not, so I just didn't want to touch it there. Um, okay, we got one more here. So we got four. I'm looking. So I see one NFL one of yours that I really like, and then I see an, a college one. I see two college ones of mine that I like. Okay. Um, so I, so I was going to say, say yours first. I like the over. 40 and a half for Clemson NC state. I think that's going to a chance at hitting. And I don't, I, I think I like the Indiana six and a half with Nebraska. Where, what are, what are you thinking? So mine was either Indiana six and a half against Nebraska or the Western Kentucky minus five. Uh, Those were the two that I really liked from yours. NFL standpoint, I, I know the half point scares us, but I kind of like the Colts at minus three. Um, Tennessee has allowed the most ru- most big play rushes so far this year. And now they face a team that now has confidence because they just beat Kansas City and a man called JT23. Like, And I think, I think Shaq Leonard is supposed to be back this week, which is huge. He hasn't played yet this year. He has not played this year. Yeah, and then that could slow down tennessee a little bit more right so uh, if this was three i would be taken in a heartbeat um you know there are there are apps for the record everybody there are apps that out there that you can buy points and i do that pretty often dan dan's always like how'd you get these guys at this point and i'm like oh i just bought yeah, some we're, points we're, uh, i just went and checked it like i was like maybe the line moved maybe we got that half point but it uh it's still a three and a half still three and a half yep um nice. so I kind of, man, this one's really tough, man. I, I like all three. Like, I honestly don't have, like, a preference of out of the three that we go with there. This is the perfect time to have a third person on the podcast named Austin where he could just I tell know. which one to pick. I know, exactly. Uh, I'm going to make I'm gonna make an executive call here, and I'm going to say, let's go with the college game. So I'll let you pick okay. Western Kentucky okay. or Indiana or Indiana. So I at least got uh, the front three down let's see two. here. Where is Western Kentucky? Five point favorite against Troy. Did they win last week? Like 66 zero. Uh, they won by a lot. I don't have the exact total in front of me. Um, yeah. Let's, you know what? Let's go Western Kentucky. 
that'll be okay. fun. Little little D five action. Okay. Uh, oh wow! Correction. It was 73, 73 nothing. Okay. So. Okay. My bad. Wow. Um, yeah. So they're clearly riding high. I like yeah. that. Okay. I like that too. Western Kentucky has been my team this year. They've won me a fair amount of money. Um, okay. So five leg parlay. Let's go over it again. We have two NFL games. We have the over 52 of the Bills Ravens, and then we have the Cardinals plus one and a half at Carolina. College, we have Mississippi State minus three and a half at Texas AM. We have the over 60, Cincy Tulsa, and then we have the Western Kentucky minus five versus Troy. Yeah, I like it. I think it's just like you said, we're, we're, the key to getting these is you got to have a couple games you're scared about or yes. games that you don't, you know, that, that don't feel great. And I think that. Cardinals Panthers game is the one because we're like the Panthers are going to cover one and a half. Right. But then we went on a, we spent five minutes today talking about the Panthers should be good. Yeah, but they're exactly. not. But they're not. I, think that, that, I think that's the one. That's the one that scares me as well. And of course it's going to be the last game because that's the afternoon yep. game on Sunday. So we literally could be ending morning games on Sunday being like, all right, we're four and oh, all we have to do is hit this and be like, and we'll be like, son of a bitch, why didn't we just take Indiana yesterday? Or why didn't we yeah. take Clemson Why did we just yesterday? take the Colts? Yeah. 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 Or why didn't we just take the Colts? It'll be great. So, all right, folks, that does it for us today. We appreciate you all. Good luck on your bets. Good luck on fantasy. Good luck to your teams. Go Jags. Dolphins. Go Dolphins. Fins, go up. Dolphins. Fins up. Fins up. Duval, let's go. Uh, we appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football. <laughs>